We have had some interesting weeks the last couple weeks, and it's caused me to keep pushing back the analysis of Cody Rhodes, the analysis of Slow Chemical being a Slow uh, Cody Rhodes fan. And a lot has changed since I recorded that, but I still think, uh, I still think that was eye opening as I was talking about it. So that will actually be out next week officially, and and I promise you that just because because a lot of you guys have, have called me out. You guys have been like, hey. You keep saying this will come out, this will come out. Yeah, honestly, and things do change, and I hate to be like WWE, but no, this one, this time it will come out because next week, uh, next weekend I will be in Dallas for a Dallas Fan Expo. So I don't really, I could re- always record a show in Dallas and then drop it on Monday. I just don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> being one hundred percent honest, um, I just don't want to do it, so I'm not gonna do it. Um, but yeah, so that will come out next week. This Monday show is about it, and a lot of things have happened, and. You, and Honestly, for as many of you as that complain, a lot of times when you guys hear the show, you guys are like, well, damn, that was worth you pushing it back. So it's like, I hear you, bitch, but it's like kind of irrelevant at the same time, which makes it even funnier. But no, I, I feel like this week, for as much good as I as I did watch and stuff I did enjoy, I also felt, I also didn't feel as angry or as uh, concerned because... I'm, I, I I try to take wrestling for in the moment and, and less uh, fantasy booking. Fantasy booking is fun. I love doing it. Uh, I don't do it enough, I feel like, on this show. But a lot of times I try to be in the moment because that's just where I am. You know, so I get these ideas like the unboxing of Unrivaled 9 and uh, talking about the autograph stuff and, and the collecting stuff, which we need to really get back to more of. Um, I try to just be in the moment with this stuff, right? I can understand frustration sometimes, but at the same time, I'm just like, man, it's kind of hard for me to care, mainly because I feel like that's how you get your hopes up. You know what I'm saying? And I promised myself in 2012, 2013, after the whole CM Punk leaving and Brian having to retire or, or being marginalized, whatever it was. I was like, man, gotta stay level-headed, dude. Just gotta have fun with it. And that's what I do. So, um, Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. This is your Monday show. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. And I don't even know where to start. But I'm going to start with WWE. Because I felt like last week was the week of AEW with the big news and MJF. They still had some some big news this week that people were very con- felt con- very uh, controversial about. But um, I want to start with WWE. I want to start with the, I, I want to say I was, I don't even know what I was doing. I know I was out. And all of a sudden, I, I turned my phone around, and anyone that knows me knows I'm not really connected to my phone. You know, I have two of them. I'm just, they're, they're real, real business acumen, uh, acumen, this is me, real business oriented. But I turn around, I say, hey, let me see what the highlights are raw. And one of the big highlights I see you know, the the chair piece in Edge's mouth and Finn Balor's choking him out with the rear Ripley behind him with a big smile on her face. And since Edge has been kicked out of judgment, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. Now we have more details about why this happened, but I'm going to take it for the moment first and then analyze it in a second. So 
You have Edge, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley all standing out uh, in the ring. Edge promises we have a new member coming out right now. Finn Balor's music hits. He comes out to the complete babyface, dun, 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 you know, entrance, whatever. And you have Finn Balor talking, and he's essentially confirming he's turning heel. And so that was my only knock if Finn was to turn heel. We saw, I know it's not canon because it, it didn't happen with the NXT 2.0. Air quotes, doing air quotes, you can't see him doing air quotes. But he's a great heel. Babyface, whatever. He didn't need to be just one of the pack. So then you have Damian Priest talking, and he's right. He, Damian Priest has done nothing of note since joining Judgment Day. Absolutely not. Edge, Edge is the one who got these wins, not Damian Priest. So all of a sudden, Damian Priest says, we're going to get rid of the rest of the bad weight. He looks over and says, that's you. Edge, The look Edge had, I thought Edge sold this perfectly. He got beat down. He starts trying to fight back, and then he just continues to get beat down. He gets Razor's Edge. I don't know what Damian Priest calls his Razor Edge, but it's, it's a Razor's Edge. Do a table. Um... And then all of a sudden, they throw him back in the ring. They they do the concerto on him. Damian Priest does. They do the the. I, I think he called it. Uh, I can't remember what Jimmy Smith called it, but it wasn't what he called it. It wasn't supposed to be. It wasn't that. All of a sudden, you hear Rhea Ripley say, "Ah, you can't control us now, can you? Can you?" It feels like it was like this elaborate thing from the night before. I thought it was well done. I like. Ed, I like Finn Balor. First of all, this is going to lead to Finn Balor versus Edge matches, which is going to be fantastic, um, which is super dope. And so, um, I thought that was, I thought the whole thing was great. Here's the issue I had. One, you kind of saw this coming from the night before when you watch Hell in a Cell, how they lingered, had the shot lingering over. And this is what I mean when you talk about writing and because um, WWE doesn't really like to use wrestler uh, wrestler uh, wrestler writers, they like to use TV writers. So a lot of times on TV, when you see something linger like it did, it comes back to play later on. So I remember when they were just lingering over it. Finn Balor said, "Oh, he's definitely joining the group." I, I remember I said that in my head. You know, I don't know if I said that on the podcast the next day with the, with the review, but I remember I remember vividly saying, "Oh, that's that's that's, that's confirming it." And so this was a nice turn. Nice double turn. Now, we obviously have one or two reasons for this happening. One, there are no top baby faces. Cody Rhodes was going to be pushed to the sky, and then he got injured, and now he's out supposedly nine months after having successful surgery, by the way. So congratulations to him. Um, looking forward to him getting back, winning the WWE Championship. Um, so that was one thing, right? That's another reason why I turned him face but then the other reason is the fact that apparently it's reported that creative wanted to add supernatural elements to the group edge was completely opposed to it and then apparently it was made last minute a last minute decision was made to then pull him out of the group and put finn balor in so one that's reason to really doubt that they're going to do anything good with this group now because now edge who has creative power is out the one person who has the creative power is out They've already proven that they don't know what to do with Finn Balor in the main roster. The first month, they absolutely did everything right. He won the Universal title. He ended up getting hurt. Since then, yes, he has won the United States Championship. He's won the Intercontinental Championship. But they've proven that they don't know what to do with this guy. So that's one reason to be like, all right, well, this is not going to go the way it is. The other reason is this. It's in the follow-up. 
if Edge then goes off to defeat all three, oh, he can't fight Rhea Ripley, but to defeat essentially Finn Balor, what was this for? Edge has not lost very many times since coming back. Edge has been very well protected. So him and Randy Orton had one and one. But that's Randy, so you can't really count him. He went two and one against Rollins. Rollins beat him clean on a SmackDown. Not even Roman Reigns defeated him clean. He didn't lose to any matches to AJ Styles. He he like he's been pretty he's been kept pretty protected. So honestly, I would be stunned if Finn Balor defeated him. Even though they're gonna use the same tactics that he used to win, I would I just don't have any faith in it because of that reason. The follow up, if he's just he's obviously gonna be Damian Priest. I'm sorry, I like Priest. I've gonna come on here and say I remember he was Punishment Martinez. I've liked him since his ROH days. He's a great talent. I just don't see Edge losing any of this. <laughs> That's my problem with this whole thing. Is I enjoyed the moment, but he ain't gonna lose these matches. Now, if if he goes on to Money in the Bank, which I could see them both being in Money in the Bank, Edge and Finn, but I think it should be one a one on one match, especially since we're gonna get to later on. I'm assuming Money in the Bank will be the main event of that pay per view. Um, but I just don't see them beating Edge with any of these two guys. Now you have Rhea Ripley, who later on in night won a four-way match to now challenge Bianca Belair. To me, if they send these, these this new group to Money in the Bank and they do a clean sweep and Balor beats Edge or Priest beats Edge and Rhea beats Bianca for the... Let's go. I just don't see any of that happening. Rhea should beat Bianca Belair. Don't see it happening. If you really want to get this new group over, that's what you're doing. Because they know how to do it. We just saw them do it by them having them destroy AJ Styles for three fucking months. But I just don't see them doing it. So that's that's my problem with the whole thing. But in the moment, it's a great moment, man. Cody Rhodes came out. Huge baby face ovation. Uh, he claimed he was going to work money in the bank. He, he was never going to work money in the bank. We all knew that. Rollins came out. I said, uh, I don't need to say this. But uh, Dusty's very, very proud of his baby boy. Cody fought, fought back tears. And then he shook his hand, and then he just destroyed all of that by taking a sledgehammer and beating the holy crap out of Cody, which was great. This now gives Cody, uh, like, uh, in my opinion, if Cody comes back at the Rumble or some, or, uh, yeah, he's going to come back at the Rumble. Let's just say he comes back at the Rumble, right? This gives Seth Rollins uh, someone, someone to hate and, 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 and an obstacle for Cody to get past. So let's say if he's coming back, come if he's lucky to come back by the Rumble. Rollins is just destroying everybody in the Rumble. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, number twenty-four hits. Right? You hear Cody's music. There's more than one royal family in wrestling. He runs out. Rollins can't believe it. The crowd's gonna go crazy wherever the Rumble is. Rose runs in, eliminates Rollins, and then after Rhodes wins the Rumble. You have those two feuding and Ron saying, hey, put your shot on the line. One more match is all I need to beat you. It just put, Now, he shouldn't beat him. It shouldn't be that complicated. But it just gives another obstacle for Cody to go for. Dana Brooke defeated Becky Lynch in a 24-7 title match. After Becky Lynch threatened all the 24-7 losers, said, you guys got to go. This is going to be a one-on-one match. Oscar came out, so it looks like we're back to Oscar Becky now, just those two. And 
Asuka helped Dana Brooke pin Becky Lynch. All right. Lashley versus Theory looks like it was being teased for next. Uh, Lashley won a U.S. title match. Theory completely rejected it. He said, I'll give you a selfie, though. Then Bobby Lashley just kicked him off the ring. Um, this could be a nice match. I don't think they're going to... Uh, my issue with the match is you're not going to beat either one of them. Lashley doesn't need the U.S. title, and Theory shouldn't be losing the U.S. title to Lashley. But I definitely feel like they're going to build to more of a John Cena Theory match. John Cena, by the way, comes back June 27th. I'm assuming that's the match that they're going to build to because Theory has been very open about Cena, who Cena is to him. And Cena's been very complimentary who Theory is. So I can see that being the match. Um, I don't I don't think the U.S. title needs to be on the line, but I don't think you need to marginalize the U.S. title either. So I don't know where they're going here, but those two will be two great matches for Theory. The problem is who are you going to have win those matches? The one match Cena had when he came back on television, he lost. You're not going to keep bringing... Cena's not Jericho. Cena's, you're not going to keep bringing John Cena back just to lose. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that I find to be very interesting there. Lastly, I feel like it's being pushed to be in a world championship picture very soon. Um, Even though Drew McIntyre did qualify for Money in the Bank, he also challenged Roman Reigns for Clash of the... Was it Clash of the... Cha- not Clash of the Champions. It's, it's the, it's the uh, England pay-per-view. So, that, so I feel like... They need to find some. First of all, they should have never unified these fucking titles. And we're going to get to why in a second. But that's my issue with unifying the top. I get it. Everyone wants there to be the 1950s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s. One traveling world. Grow the fuck up. Seriously. This this company has too bloated of a roster to have one world champion. Even without a brand split. It's too bloated when you have top people who are... He's, he's part-time now. Reigns just is. I'm not mad about it. Congratulations. But this is why you need two world titles. It just is. Period. Bottom line. I've, I've, I've held back. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be different. No, fuck that. You need two world titles on this in this company. Just saying. That's your raw review there. Not a bad show. But um, it's all in the follow-up, dude. That's all I got to say. Let's hit AEW Dynamite. There was a casino battle royal. The winner would face Moxley at the end of the night, and that winner would then go on to main event, The Forbidden Door. Now, first of all, I saw people getting mad because of who was in the Battle Royal, how Max Caster, the ass boys were there, but there's no Jericho. First of all, Jericho's on family vacation. Um, uh, there's no Samoa Joe and whoever. Here is my issue. The whole thing was convoluted and unnecessary to begin with. If you think about it, the thing they should have just done is wait. 24 to 40 hours, their rankings would have updated. And they could say, hey, Moxley is the number one contender. We're going to put Moxley versus Tanahashi in the main event for Ben Dorf for the interim AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Comes to find out now that Punk wanted to relinquish the title and Tony Khan would not let him. So this was a Tony Khan call here. So, which is cool. I'm okay with having an interim title. I don't get the point of him sometimes. Matter of fact, the funny thing is, uh, I was watching the last Tyson Fury fight, and I saw that someone else was like an interim champion. But isn't Tyson Fury a fighting world champion? I thought the purpose of a world champion to be interim was because they were out of sight, out of mind. I don't fucking know. But anyways, I'm I'm in favor of it because I think it is different than WWE. But also, I think it just makes a great story to where 
I think they're still going to put this world title on MJF, and it could be like a huge surprise when they do it, and it'll just put massive heat on MJF, right? Screwing over Punk in the in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the wake of it, right? So I wasn't mad at the Battle Royal. First of all, anyone that knows me knows I love a good Battle Royal. But no, I truly wasn't mad because I wasn't surprised at how stupid it all was. We didn't need to see Kyle O'Reilly versus John Moxley. We didn't need to see Kyle O'Reilly win a Casino Battle Royal and say, I'm, I'm sniffing the hope beam. I'm gonna Because it was all convoluted to begin with. Why all of a sudden the match at Dominion, as I record this, is, Dominion has not happened. I'm recording this on Saturday morning. It's happening Sunday night. It didn't go go to uh, Goto versus Tana. No one Goto wasn't beating Tanahashi anyway, so we didn't need to see any of this put on the line all of a sudden. So so that's why I couldn't be mad at it. They're trying to bring intrigue, air quotes again. There's no intrigue. We knew we know Moxie's going there. We know, and, and I will say this: there's an interesting rumor going around. I don't know who to accredit it to because one source said PW's Mike Johnson. Someone else said Meltzer. Whoever was. I think it's a good idea. If I said, this, I think I said this last week. If Tanahashi is sticking around for the summer, the entire summer, and New Japan's willing to give him up for the summer, oh, I would definitely put the AEW Interim Heavyweight Championship on him, and then I would finally have that Punk Tanahashi match, and then I would have MJF come and ruin it in the end. That's what I would do, right? And apparently, the idea is to switch the World Championships, so. Honestly, Hangman, who made his intentions known to that on Wednesday night, he wants Okada. Cole balked at the idea, but Hangman shot his shot. I would dare say I'm all for. Hey, you put you guys don't need Tanahashi for the G4, but you're gonna give us Hangman for the G4. Fuck yeah. Put the AEW Heavyweight Championship interim on Tanahashi the entire summer. Then you put the New Japan Championship on Hangman, give him up for the whole summer. He had no storyline anyway. He even said it. He should be next in line for the World Championship. How is it? How 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 isn't he? You know, number one contender or or in top five? I haven't looked at the rankings, so don't uh, bash me about it. But I'm all for it. Then you have Hangman in the G4 holding the New Japan World Championship. You'll have Okada chasing him. Okada will get the belt back for Christ's sake. He's like 85-time champion. We know Okada will rule, rule and win in the fucking end. I'm all for that. But that's why I can't be... It's another thing I can't be mad at. Because I want to be mad. But I remember when I heard the, the the plan like last Saturday or last Sunday. I sat at home and said, this makes no fucking sense. Because why? You're not going to beat Moxley for no reason. Unless you have a surprise coming in. But I don't know what big surprise could happen to where they would be defeating John Moxley, but no, you know, and even and even no, even even then, like Moxley versus Punk doesn't make sense for interim time. Now if they put it, now I would assume that they can't come to an agreement. Moxley's gonna get it and just lose a Punk, which is fine. No one cares. No one's gonna complain about Moxley becoming world heavyweight champion. But anyways, the point is, I couldn't be mad at how they didn't air quotes disguise. This and better because they weren't trying to. They this was a bad. This this disguise was as good as someone putting on a fake mustache and sunglasses and stalking their ex and saying, "Oh, can't believe you saw me coming." You know, it's just not surprising at all. So I couldn't be mad at this because it was bad to begin with. But if that rumor is true and they're switching the world championships, 
at New Japan, which I think they need to do something like that. They can't just be a 50-50 booking type of thing. I'm all for it. Period. Bottom line. Anyways, Kyle Wright ends up winning this match. Goes on, loses to Mox later on. Big surprise. Well, AEW has now introduced a new championship called the North Atlantic Championship. I don't think AEW needed a new championship, personally. But I feel like this is the traveling title. And I feel like this is for people who are like Pac and whoever else. People who will be wrestling in other promotions. And will be just... People who are constantly gone for reasons, right? Well, Pac and Bayou Matthews had a match. And these two can't have a bad match. And these two had a bang of a match as what is it's a it's not even a tournament. It's a eight man qualifier qualifier, I guess. There are four winners that would then go to a four way match at Forbidden Door. Two of those representatives, well one representative will be from New Japan, and they will be the one to <clears throat> fill the last spot for Forbidden Door to crown the new champ North Atlanta champion. I don't know why they introduced these tiles and not the trio tiles. I don't know what I don't know the story behind these belts. It hasn't been. I've seen. I haven't seen anyone that's been able to tell me the story behind it yet. So that's interesting there. But Pac got the win here. I'm hoping Pac gets the initial rub with this championship. Pac is way too fucking good to not. But you see that the, the Death Triangle and um, House of Black thing is far from over. And you see after he beat Buddy Matthews, Death Triangle in the ring, House of Black comes out. In this tournament, you still have Penta versus Malachi Black one-on-one. That should be a fantastic match as well. But it's clear that's not over, but I hope Pac gets this win right here. Eddie Kingston, who was eliminated by Hager in the Casino Battle Royale, ended up fighting Jake Hager on Rampage. He was pretty pissed off. Um, he's still <laughs> threatening Jericho. Uh, by the way, Kingston did get the win against Hager on Rampage. And I will say, this, everyone hates, in AEW, everyone hates being counted down. He kept look, he kept looking at the guy saying, "You want you want to cut me down? Want to cut me down?" And he grabs the guy, puts him on camera, and says, "Now you can take the mic." It's like these people are fucking nuts. Punk did have successful surgery, by the way. So congratulations to him as well. Trent Barrera calls out FTR. He wanted another shot at the uh, AEW, excuse me, ROH Heavyweight Ch- Tag Team Championships, and that's when Will Ospreay and the United Empire. They didn't make their debut. They made it a couple weeks ago because if you know the the I don't know if you guys actually watched New Japan, but Gray Khan and another and his tag team partner are actually a part of United Empire. But um, Osprey's the leader, so having Osprey on your television making his AEW, the three of them did end up losing the six man tag, but Osprey did not take the pin. I'm assuming this is going to lead to an Osprey win. Um, at uh, forbidden door but also osprey could even though he is already the rev pro champion he because uh, what he came out he came out with a championship uh rampage he could be the u the new u.s champion as well as it was announced uh friday juice robinson has been stripped of the new japan u.s championship as he said he was not going to show up to dominion to defend it against sonata and will osprey so we can actually have will osprey having tons of gold going into Forbidden Door, which is always awesome. Don't know why. I mean, I know he had appendicitis. Uh, Juice Robinson did, so I don't know why he didn't want to show up for this or for the storyline. I don't know. But either way, he's been stripped of the U.S. Championship, and we will have a new U.S. Champion crowned this Sunday, which is pretty awesome. We Heyman and Page already talked about Dave, Dave, he defeated Dave Finley, and, uh, which is the son of Fit Finley. I did not know that. But that's, the more you know. But this is when he called out 
uh, Okada. Um, Thunder Rosa defeated Shafar, uh, Maria Shafir. I'm not... I, they had a decent match, but I'm just not a fan. I think Shafir is way too green. Am I wrong in thinking that? Like, what, There's something about her matches that, to me, it's just like, man, that doesn't look right or good at all. Um... So I don't know what's going on with that, but I'm just I'm just not a fan of hers. Hopefully I can grow into a fan of hers though, honestly. Um But she beat her and then Tony uh Shafir comes at, at the end of the match, Shafir beats down Thunder Rosa, uh, and then all of a sudden Tony Storm comes out. It looks like we have our a uh, uh, Tony Storm Rosa feud building right now, which I'm all for. As Tony Storm was holding the AEW Women's Championship. And Thunder Rose was like, just snap. I love it. I loved how Thunder Rose snatched it away. You, you know, normally champions like, or like hesitantly take their belts back, and then you're like, Playboy, play good. That's your belt. Thunder Rose saw it and just snatched it back. I loved every second of it. That was pretty fucking cool. Jurassic, first, Christian is Christian's gonna cost his boys the belts, first of all. Second of all, AEW stopped doing this. Jeff just had a concussion in a match at a pay per view. He legitimately was too beat up to even be in that match. And now, just three weeks later, a month later, after that crazy match with Darby Allen, Christian sets up a triple threat ladder match for the AEW Tag Team Championships. You have the Hardy Boys versus the Bucks versus Jurassic Express. All this is set by Christian. Jungle Boy is, like, super confused. Like, what are you doing? Why are you putting our belts on the line in a match where we don't have to be pinned to lose the championships? Christian is just overstepping his his boundaries. The, first of all, that match with him and Jungle Boy is going to be phenomenal. But he clearly overstepped his boundaries. Luke Source is all for it. But I'm like, hey, you don't need to keep doing this to Jeff Hardy. Stop it. If Jeff needs to say no. Like, these guys are fucking maniacs. But I, I don't... If I said this, I said this to someone else. And I think... I don't remember who I said it to. But I said, this is where they're going to finally give the Hardy Boys their, their, their belts, their, their one run. Give it to them. And let Jeff live, for Christ's sakes. Just let him live. It's a lax. Um, but that's next week at Road Rager. As by the way, for Road Rager, we have a hair versus hair match with Ortiz versus Jericho. We have a twenty-on-one match with Security versus Warlow, and then we have a triple threat match. So they're they're doing all they can. They're all they can. So it's gonna be uh, very very interesting. Wardlow came out. I think he's, I think he's pretty good at talking. Uh, he calls out the TNT champ. As, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Scorpio Scott uh, does have legit injury. Uh, but he, Scorpio Scott knows after he got that fluke win against uh, Wardlow, he knows his time as TNT champion is coming up, and that belt is going to Wardlow, believe it or not. So that that was an interesting dynamite. I thought it was good. Outside of the triple threat ladder match stuff, which I just don't want to see. Jeff in it right now. I think Jeff just needs a few weeks. God damn, they gave him a week. So, well, I don't know, but we'll see. Next up. Paige has just announced that she will be leaving WWE next month. I believe she said July 7th. Um, I don't know if she's cleared to wrestle or not. I know she's been wanting to wrestle for a while. Um, I don't know if she's been working towards that or not, but um, she's, I don't know if they won't clear, I don't know what's going on, but she's finally out of her contract, so, um, I, I, I want, I don't know what her next move is, honestly, I guess it depends on what she wants to do, she could be, and then she could do acting, you know, but if she wants to wrestle, maybe WWE didn't want her to wrestle, I mean, I know when she signed that new contract, which was, I thought was pretty stupid, like, a few years ago, 
uh, she still had the desire to wrestle. So much luck to her. Um, maybe she is cleared to wrestle, but WWE just didn't have a place for her anymore. Um, I don't know how good she is. It's been years, you know, but I know she was good at one point in time. Very good. Um, but uh, hopefully she gets everything out of life she wants. Um, congratulations to her. I think she had a good run. I mean, her first main roster pay-per-view, I mean, match, she beat AJ Lee for the World Ch- the Women's Championship, for Christ's sakes. Um, and she had a hell of an NXT run as well. So congratulations to her. SmackDown. Lacey Evans qualifies for Money in the Bank, as well as Drew McIntyre, as I said earlier. Gunther, Walter, he wins the Intercontinental Championship. This is going to be a very, whoever defeats him, this should be very interesting to see, because he's been booked very strong. And you knew once Ricochet put his nose in business that was not his, his Intercontinental Championship reign was over. So Gunther winning is very interesting because he was definitely the final boss in NXT. He can be that for this Intercontinental title as well. And we already know he can have great matches. So I'm interested to see who they pair him with and how how much time they give him and if they actually give a, him a chance to shine with that championship. I'm looking forward to that run now. Matt Riddle defeated Sami Zayn to get a shot at the Undisputed Universal Championship next week against Roman Reigns. On a regular SmackDown, it had been rumored. This is what tomorrow. This is what I was hinting at earlier. It had been rumored that Reigns wouldn't be in Money in the Bank either, since they switched the venue from a stadium to just a regular, you know, normal uh, size stadium or venue, whatever. It was rumored that Reigns wouldn't be there. We are. We already knew Brock wasn't going to be there because that was taking out a picture of weeks ago as well. And as my first thought was, damn, like they're going to go two months without defending the world. Heavyweight Championship, another reason why you shouldn't have joined those belts. Anyways, first I was damn like, all right, they've may have invented you no know, money in the bank with money in the bank before. What concept out that is right? My first I was damn like you're gonna go two months without it, and then you're gonna go. I'm assuming with Reigns versus Orton. I think Orton has a legit back injury, so he's taking time off. But he's still. I think the plan is still for Reigns, Orton at SummerSlam. Um, but I'm like, what, what's going on? But apparently, Reigns is going to be defending that belt next week. And my first thought was, you you back to having a part-time champion, which I'm, look here. I'm completely okay with if it makes sense. And I do think this makes Reigns feel more, for him to be considered, air quotes, full-time wrestler, and for him to still be doing part-time work, it does make him feel special because Reigns doesn't wrestle all that often. And you know what? He probably shouldn't be. You shouldn't have your champion. I, I get it. Ric Flair will wrestle every hour on the hour. We get it. But it makes Reigns feel special when he does wrestle, though. It really does. Honestly. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that, oh, you're not going to have a world championship match. What, is it, I, I'm just curious to see how this all pans out, honestly. And also, I'm kind of surprised because I will say this. Even without Reigns, they did a million-dollar gate with Hell in a Cell. Very successful. And Cody... Has to be a part of that. People, I think, I think the only match people were for, looking forward to seeing was Cody versus Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell. And speaking of that, Dave Meltzer did something he hasn't done in a decade. He awarded a five star match to a WWE match. He hasn't done that in ten years, and he gave the five star award to Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. 
I don't know how many Seth Rollins has for five-star matches. This is Cody's second. He did get one other five-star match with his brother, Dusty, uh, Dustin, which a lot of people say, for as much as Omega and Jericho gave Tony Khan the idea of AEW, Cody, Dustin was a, was the match that cemented AEW as the actual wrestling company. So, um, congratulations to them. Interesting choice. I would need to watch that match back. I think I was so enamored with the fact that this dude was fucking wrestling with a torn pack. I was like, this guy's fucking crazy. Um, but back to, uh, as we're wrapping up here, back to uh, the rain situation. I think it's very interesting because I do think it's different from it's definitely different from Brock Lesnar. It is. However, I feel like SmackDown does not have much going for it outside of him. <laughs> so it's kind of like, but you know what? WWE fans are so loyal. It's still gonna probably get over two million viewers anyway. So that's where it kind of negates what I'm about. To, what, what I was gonna say, and I'm not gonna say it at all. Doesn't even fucking matter. <laughs> it's all good. Anyways, that's your show for this week. Uh, tune in this week, this this Wednesday, for uh, episode number two review of Miss Marvel. Uh, super excited about. I mean, by the way, the boys. I've heard nothing but great things about it. I've gotten no spoilers, but man, I've heard this this season's gotten even crazier. Amazon already renewed it for season four. Fantastic. I'm down for it. So, anyways, that is your Monday show for this week. Um, there is no update on Sasha and Naomi. Uh, and the update on MJF is AEW in storyline has been trying to pull an edict on TNT to distance themselves away from him. So it's it's very interesting where they're going with all this. But um, it's, look here, I'm looking for this. This could be this this summer could be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, you guys won't you guys will hear from me this week uh, on this Wednesday, but you guys won't hear from me again live or I guess a brand new episode until well I guess if it's, you've even heard, you've even heard it, it's new to you right. So I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. This is Slow Chemical. Please like, subscribe, follow, give five stars on Spotify, give a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm a Slow Chemical. Talk to you guys on Wednesday. I'm out.